And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Marcus Smart on the drive. Trying to draw contact on the follow. It's gone. Pritchard banks it home with two-tenths of a second remaining. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Thursday. We are pleased, as always, that you are choosing to wake up with us. Uh, We've got all of... I mean, 11 games in the NBA on Wednesday night, and we're going to try to talk about as many of them as possible. I am, of course, Dave DeFore. I've got Andrew Schlecht because it's Wednesday, and we're hoping we have a special surprise guest that's going to pop in later on in the show. We'll see if he makes it. Uh, before we get to the show, guys, don't miss all of our coverage for, for this season. I mean, this season is already too much for me to handle. I wouldn't know what was happening if it wasn't for my subscription to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash daily ding. Get all access to everything we do, every sport, all the podcasts ad-free. Of course, the writing is always ad-free. All of that for just $3.99 a month. Go to theathletic.com slash daily ding. Go sign up. You know the deal. These deals don't stay around forever, so go do it now. Coming up on today's show, uh, I don't even know where to start, to be honest with you. Every game was pretty good. We're going to try to get to all of them. But first, the Celtics beat the Heat in Miami. And, you know, Andrew, I really thought that they were going to blow this. They, they were up 10. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's a tie game. And, and, you know, I don't. it was an all-timer for a regular season collapse. I mean, it just came out of nowhere. They, it was like a very teeter-tottery game throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the Celtics would go on a run and then the Heat would have a flurry of threes and the Celtics offense would just get stuck in the mud. And that it just felt like that the whole game. And it happened in like a microcosm in like the last minute of the game where everything just went wrong for the Celtics, except for our guy, 8 Mile, <laughs> Peyton Pritchard. T- is that tipping. what we're calling him? <laughs> I don't know what we're calling him. There's like fast any fast any, PP is another one. There's I don't any know. white guy with a buzz cut is automatically rabbit. Right. Is that is that how it works? Well, look, hey, Peyton Pritchard. Uh, I I was really impressed with him. Generally in this game, I thought his defense was really good for them. Yeah. Um, plays like like a kind of a veteran point guard, which I I'm sure Danny Ainge really loves. Mm-hmm. But he had that veteran tip in. He was just at the right place at the right time, puts the ball up, two cents of a second left. Uh, That's a heady play, I'll say. Yeah, it was. And they're going to need that from from guys throughout this season because they're going to be playing a lot of close games because their bench is just not very good. And they don't have a lot of scoring off the bench. It's really, it's Tatum and Brown, and Marcus Smart's going to have a game here or there. And that's, that's your scoring. Like That's it. And until Kemba Walker can get back, they're going to just kind of scrape by, and they did it again tonight. Yeah, uh, Tatum had 27. Jalen Brown, kind of a quiet game for him, had 21 and 12 with five assists. This is just who he is now, right? Like, he can just go 20 and 10 every single game. Yeah, he was 
cooking early on. There was he had a stretch where everything was just going, and then he slowed down a little bit. But he just contributes in other areas. He had two steals and two blocks tonight, five assists, five assists. Like where did that come from? I mean, he is he is really developed into an all around player on both ends, and it's it's been impressive to watch. Pretty soon, I'm telling you, man, you're going to get to have that conversation that you've been wanting to have. They do this to every player when someone on their team has a few good games. All of a sudden, it's like, wait, is Jalen Brown better than Jason Tatum? Maybe. I, mean, I don't know. I'm sure we're going to find out. <laughs> so for, for Miami, uh, you know, Goran Dragic uh, shows how important having a, a dynamic playmaker as point guard. And th- this is one of the things that I think – when you look at Boston, they're missing Kemba so badly yeah. right now. And you can really see it because of the stark contrast between them and Miami and what Miami gets from that position between Tyler Hero and, and Goron really creating out there up top. Um, you know, Boston just doesn't get anything easy from, from their guards. I mean, even Marcus Smart, I think, has has started out kind of slow compared to where he was playing, you know, in the bubble and even pre-hiatus last season, I thought. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, that's this is just kind of who Miami is, is that they're going to grind, they're going to play really great defense, and they've got good players just across the board. I mean, they don't play a bad player, which I think helps. Or they don't really even play that many guys that you would... I mean, Precious Achua is inexperienced, but like he's that guy's awesome. <laughs> he's great. Oh my gosh, man. How many times a game do you look at him doing stuff and you just say, oh, cool, they just got another Bam out of bio? <sighs> man, he, it's funny because he does a lot of stuff and then the camera goes to his face and he's just deadpan every time. Like he's just, he's just out there doing his job. That's all. Yeah. It's pretty incredible, honestly, when, when you watch him, he'll, you know, brought the ball up. Uh, in transition, just gives the ball up, knows what to do. And it's pretty amazing that that another rookie, I mean, this is now two seasons in a row where they've been heavily reliant on these young guys. They were just able to plug this guy right in, and he's giving them big minutes off the bench. I mean, 14 minutes against Boston. Yeah. That's that's a big deal. Well, and he just contributes in, in all aspects of the game for them. And he's yeah. not he's not just uh, a guy that's gonna roll to the basket and score. Like he's he's a guy that can pass off the short roll. He's a guy that can defend multiple positions. He's uh, he's got a ton of potential. Uh and, and you know, Jimmy Butler looked pretty good. I, I thought twenty six points. Um pretty clear that he's not, you know, in fully conditioned yet. Uh, but you know, it's Jimmy Butler and we kind of know what to expect with him. Uh Duncan Robinson, five for eleven from three. Pretty pretty great game for him. I think he became the fastest player. Yes, the fastest player to hit 300 three-pointers. He did it in 95 games. That's uh, <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> yeah, he did that uh, faster than Damian Lillard and Luka Doncic, who both did it in 117 games. Um, Duncan Robinson, when he's hitting like he is was in this game, you almost start to pay more attention to him as a viewer. You almost start to pay more attention to him than the ball because the ball was finding him tonight. Five of 11 from three. The ball found him, but the defense kept losing him. I mean, that's what makes him special is his ability to just snake around screens and avoid the defense and just be able to catch and shoot on a dime. That's I and mean, that is it's a special skill. And there's a lot of guys that are good spot up shooters. I mean, the Heat even had those guys like a Kelly Olenek, like a really nice spot up shooter. But as dynamic as he is, just running around in the half court, it changes everything for them. 
And that and that's the guy they found off the scrap heap. I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty admirable what they've done as a just as team building goes. And Duncan Robinson, I mean, he's probably one of those guys that you question like is is he maybe one of the flukes of the bubble? Like absolutely not. Like maybe they have a guy that's a fluke of the bubble and Tyler Hero on their team, but Duncan Robinson is definitely not. Well, Ben Taylor would would argue with you until he was blue in the face about uh, Tyler Hero not being a bubble flash in the pan. Okay, he would he would definitely say <laughs> you're wrong about that one. Um, but overall, overall, I mean, this game was about as tight as it could be. Like you mentioned, they were back and forth all game. But it really did feel like Boston was in the driver's seat there, up 10 with a minute to go. And I almost turned the game off. Like, yeah. I almost just moved over to another game. And luckily, I was just too lazy to do it because my remote was, you know, on the other side of my office, about six feet away from me, too far to get up <laughs> and get the remote. And then I didn't. And all of a sudden, you know, you get a couple turnovers and a comeback. And so for Boston, it kind of brings up some issues that I think that are going to persist for them. What happens at the end of games? You know, like, are you just going to keep falling apart? You're not getting to the free throw line very much so that the easy points aren't coming. Where are you going to get that late game offense from when teams are able to key in on Jason Tatum and and Jalen Brown? And this is where, you know, they need Kemba Walker to come back and be healthy, you know, in time for the playoffs. This is still a playoff team, even if Kemba doesn't play a game this year. Um, But I think for them to have real success in the playoffs – we saw tonight why they need Kemba so much. Yeah, they need Kemba. And they, I mean, they obviously just need more shooting. I mean, the spacing on the floor at the end of that game was, it was just so obvious that they could just target two guys and they didn't have to worry about anybody else. And that's a problem. And it's a problem whenever it's 2021 and you're starting Daniel Tyson, Tristan Thompson. And it's out of necessity because honestly, who else are you going to start? Like, I like Grant Williams. I like him a lot. I don't know if you can play Grant Williams 35 minutes a game and start him. Well, they're closing games with him, though. And, and so that's the thing. It's like they close games with him because you know you have a competent defender, a competent ball mover, and he can shoot. At least he shoots enough that that he's good enough he has to be guarded. Sure. And, and so I don't know if you can't start Grant Williams. I mean, if you can close games with him, you can definitely start with him. Yeah, I, I'm a little bewildered. By it, but they just need more guys. I mean, honestly, yeah. they they need more guys, and they they've got that big trade exception sitting out there. And Danny Ainge said he did not want Miles Turner. Like, do not give me Miles Turner. <laughs> give me the theoretical piece later. All right, well, you know what? Perfect time for a segue because another fun game tonight: Houston and Indiana. I, I mean, look, we all were sleeping on the Pacers. Yeah, like we've done for years, by the way, because this has been a a playoff team. It, they have outperformed our expectations every single year. Nate McMillan able to get them to the playoffs. You know this team defends well. Like that's been their identity for years. It's always been, well, what about the offense? What about the offense? Well, you know, they got a new coach and now all of a sudden offense looks pretty good. Yep. Malcolm Brogdon had 35 points in a game winner <laughs> in this game and you know, you mentioned Miles Turner. <laughs> Miles Turner had kind of a silly game. He was one of six from the field. Two points, right? He had eight blocks. Eight. <laughs> he now he has 33 blocks so far in seven games. Is that real? 
Nine? Is it nine games that they've played? It can't be that many. It's eight games. He's got 33 oh. blocks in eight games. Okay. Miles Turner has had a ridiculous start to the season as far as collecting blocks go. And, and honestly, the Pacers' defense never really relied on him to be a huge shot blocker. No. He's always been a decent one. Mm-hmm. But with him doing what he's doing right now, you can see when teams are getting inside, like they're thinking. You know, they're thinking to that scouting report. Well, we know that Miles Turner is coming in to help, and, and he's great at it. He's got amazing timing, and it's why he gets to so many balls that he probably shouldn't. But between that and the way the Sabonis is defending Dude. next to Miles Turner, this defense is good and legit. This offense is good and legit. Coming into the night's game, they were eighth in offense and eighth in defense. I think when it's all said and done, they're going to be top ten in both. I, think, I really think that. This team has a shot to upset better teams in the playoffs because they are so good all the way around. Victor Oladipo looking healthy. Mm-hmm. I, this has huge. just been huge for yeah, them. That's huge. Uh, Olad- Oladipo in this game had 18 points, but he, he looks so spry and confident. Um, for the Rockets, look, I happen to think John Wall and James Harden are going to play really well together at some point. They haven't done it yet. John Wall was good in this game, had 28 points. He was attacking the basket. He was doing all the things that you expect out of John Wall. James Harden, not great. Had 15 points, 12 assists, so guys were at least making shots when he was delivering the ball. But there were times where Harden seemed a little bit more passive than you like out of him. There were a lot of plays where I thought he would give the ball up early and then just kind of stay out of the play. Yeah. I mean, how how long is this going to go on, Dave, Like with, with the well, whole okay. Harden thing? So the trade is is like I'm assuming it's coming, but at the same time, why why would it? If you're the Rockets, what's the point in trading this guy? You're immediately going to be worse because you're going to get a worse player back. Like let's say this theoretical trade to Brooklyn happens and you get Karis LeVert. I'm sorry, Karis LeVert, nice player, not as good as James Harden. You immediately are getting worse mm-hmm. in the in the immediate future. Now maybe you're going to get some draft picks down the line. And that's going to improve your long-term prospects. And certainly, it'll be cheaper, which uh, I'm sure ownership would be a fan of. But you're going to get worse. Yeah. There's just no incentive to me, if if you're the Rockets, to trade out of this. Why not keep them for this season? See what you can do. This is a team that, theoretically... Could be dangerous in the playoffs. They got a lot of talent. James Harden still one of the five or six best players in the league. John Wall looks great. Boogie Cousins looks pretty good. I mean, I, they've got guys. And, and you know, they played this game tonight, and the Pacers have been one of the better teams in the league. They were in this game the entire time, and they were missing Christian Wood, one of their better players. If they have Christian Wood, this, this game possibly goes a different way because that's a dynamic that they were missing tonight. They didn't have that big that could could really put pressure on Sabonis and Turner, especially in transition and semi-transition. Yeah, they're going to have to string together some wins, though, to get, oh, to sure. get there. I mean, the Western Conference, well, it's they've going had, to they've be had a some, battle. Look, they've had some bad luck, okay, to start the year. Sure. Right? They, they had the COVID protocol stuff, taking seven players out. They had the James Harden stuff. I mean, I guess James Harden stuff, not really bad luck. Right. Um, that was kind of <laughs> done on purpose. But they have had some tough luck to start the season from, from a roster perspective. So I think that, you know, we really don't know who, who the Houston Rockets are. Yeah. Again, missing Christian Wood already. Uh, we don't know who they are. But when I look at the pieces that they have and I look at how it fits when they do play together, 
I think this is a team that I mean, it's a it's a playoff team for sure. It it probably is. I also just worry about relying on Demarcus Cousins, John Wall, David Nwaba, Eric Gordon, with with regards to, to like injury healthy. luck. Yeah, I mean, yes, they've had weird luck, but they've also had like everybody's like pretty healthy except for aside from Christian Wood, and I just don't believe that that's gonna gonna stick. I just, I just don't believe it. And I also think they're eventually they're gonna somebody's going to step up and trade for James Harden, and they're going to get a lot of nice picks, and they're just going to go rebuild, and they're going to give the Thunder the eighth pick in the draft. That's what's going to happen. Well, the team that ought to trade for him is Toronto. They they got beat oh by Phoenix gosh. tonight. Yes. Look, Phoenix is really good. So like, there's Phoenix no shame good. in losing to Phoenix. Um, it's funny because I had said, "Wow, Phoenix is really good." Just imagine how good they're going to be. <laughs> Once Devin Booker actually starts playing like Devin Booker, uh, Booker had a pretty good game tonight. He was three of eight from three at 24 points, six assists. Uh, when when he's able to do stuff like that, to me, the playmaking is where he hasn't quite been to the level he was in in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of that, I'm I'm sure, is just having Chris Paul out there, having guys on your team who are taking on a bit more responsibility, and Booker, you know, trying to figure out exactly. All right, so how do I excel? To, to my peak while not limiting other people. That, that's the way it feels to me when I'm watching him play. He's kind of feeling things out. But he was fantastic in this game, I thought. Um, when he's able to just turn it on the way he, he did late in this game and, and just say, okay, I need to get buckets, that's the kind of stuff that I look at this team and I say, they're going to be scary in the playoffs to some team. It, they've got a good shot at a top four seed in the West they're that good. Yeah. And once Booker gets gets acclimated to all the, you know, everything new that's happening, the sky's the limit. They're they're going to be they might be the the third best team in the West by the time we get to the playoffs. The, I mean, their starting lineup is super solid with DeAndre Ayton who's improving. You have Mikel Bridges who's a great player. Jay Crowder who is a guy that uh, the Heat obviously miss. Like that guy played so well for them in the bubble, and he's continuing to play well in Phoenix. And then you've got really good energy coming off the bench. Dario Saric is a nice player to come off the bench and to take possessions. Cam Johnson has been awesome this season so far. He Tonight, 16 points, three boards, four of seven from three. He's great. And then Cameron Payne coming back, baby. He had 10 assists in 16 minutes tonight. I mean, he's he is playing well. He looks he doesn't look like he should have been a lottery pick, but he at least looks like a guy out there. Uh, all right, we got to talk about Atlanta because the the wheels really fell off for the Hawks. Um, I'm not quite sure what happened exactly, but they beat the Nets, and now they've lost. <laughs> what have they lost? Four in a row, three in a row. I mean, they're just they're, they're scuffling. Let's yeah. put it that way. Um, tonight, no different. The, the Hornets were blowing them out. They were up 20-something. And then the, the Hawks came back, which, you know, when you've got an offense this good, you're you're able to pull things like that off. Um, but you got to get more than seven points out of Trey Young if you're Atlanta and you, you expect to win. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah, it's it was weird. Like, that's, that's a weird stat line from him compared to what we've seen from him early. And he wasn't getting to the free throw line like he normally does. I mean, he usually just lives at the free throw line tonight, just mm-hmm. three. Uh, contrast that with Gordon Hayward, 44 points, seven boards, two assists, a steal, a block. What happened to Gordon well, Hayward Andrew, here? That's why they signed him. 
right? Like they signed him so that in these troubling times he could put up 44 points and beat the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, but no, but really, like they did sign him for for this sort of stuff. Like he was doing more than just scoring. Um, you know, part of the scoring for him in this game, I thought, came from the threat of him being a playmaker. Yeah, and and you you can't just say, all right, we're going to sell out on stopping Gordon Hayward from from scoring in a game where he was pretty hot. You know, he goes four of nine from three, and it's not very often that Gordon Hayward's shooting like that. Um, but the threat of him making plays for other guys and actually having guys on this team that can that can score a little bit. You know, PJ Washington can catch and shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, you go Devontae Graham, obviously, you know that he's got the ability to catch fire. And so when you have a competent guy like Gordon Hayward out there, he was able to take advantage of the extra space. But 44 points, uh, is that a career high for Gordon Hayward? Feels like it. It must be. I'm going to go ahead and call it. I don't know we're if not it's gonna true. Fact, I'm not going to fact check this because <laughs> no. we're in the middle of the show. Um, but but it feels like 44 points has to be a career high. Uh, speaking of career highs, and you know, I even I texted you while this game was happening. I said, look. If Bradley Beal goes for 60, we're leading with Bradley Beal. <laughs> but then the way he got to 60 kind of sucked. Yeah, it did. Not going to lie. Um, and the Wizards fell apart down the stretch, got beat by the Philadelphia 76ers, who are a much better team. Yeah. Let's just plain and simple. And Bradley Beal kept the Wizards in this game single-handedly. Uh, you know, it's easy to say, you know, he put up 60 points. And plenty of people put up 60 points and their team loses – and you can just say, well, it's empty stats. No joke. This team was only in the game because Bradley Beal had 57 points through three quarters. That's the only reason the game was close at that point. It was Bradley Beal and Ish Smith. <laughs> I know. There's there's no <laughs> doubt about it. I mean, this guy, is he was unbelievable tonight. And they were just looking for anything else. Like, you're right. Like, Ish Smith really pushing the pace at the end of the game. Like, they had a they had a chance they had a chance to win this game, and Russell Westbrook bless his heart man he just couldn't help himself on a few different possessions where the game was within reach like they could have won, and Russ throws this just hilariously bad lob at to Beal and just misses by a mile. Uh, he shoots it. It, it uh, was he shoots like, a bad three. Oh yeah, we can we can stick on this lob the, for a while. If the you lob. Want. The lob went off like the the side of the backboard, like yeah. the opposite side that Russ threw it off. I, I, it was a bad lob, um, but Beal was incredible. You know, he only scores three points in the fourth. Uh, the defense was all over him. Let, let's yeah. say that um, they were all over him. But with that being said, I felt like he wasn't as aggressive in the fourth as he was early on. He was trying to get points off cuts, and and guys just weren't able to get in the ball to him in in an advantageous position. Uh, For the Sixers, man, they look exactly the way I expected them to look at this point in the season. They're now 7-1. and I think they're playing some of the best basketball in the league. Um, They gave up a ton of points in this game, which, you know, they've got the best defense in the league. Uh, So for them to give up a 122.9 defensive rating in this game, that's – it, that says a lot about the what what the Wizards were able to do, getting them moving. I mean, they played an incredible pace in this game, a 110 possession pace, which is about 10 above you know <laughs> what you normally get in an NBA game. So pretty crazy. Uh, Seth Curry has a fantastic game, 6-7 yeah. from 3. Uh, Joel Embiid 
to me, I think if we were just like to set today, we were saying through seven, eight games or whatever, who's the MVP? It's got to be Joel Embiid. He's anchoring the best defense in the league, 38 points, eight rebounds, five assists. In this game, had three steals, three blocks. Just incredible season he's having so far. Yeah, and getting to the free throw line, 13 of 13. I mean, he... He dominated the end of that game, and it wasn't just with scoring on the block. He had a really nice assist to Ben Simmons as he he saw Russell Westbrook cheating over to him, and he immediately hit Ben Simmons with the and one that really put the game away. So, I mean, Embiid is impacting the game at every level. I agree. He's been super impressive to a team that's 7-1. and one. Really, really impressive start for, for Doc Rivers and the 76ers. A little bit of news, and and this is bad news, unfortunately. Um, During tonight's Orlando-Cleveland matchup, uh, Markel Fultz had to leave the game. He had a non-contact knee injury really, really early in the game. Uh, MRI confirmed that it is a torn ACL. And personally, like this is a big bummer. First of all, I root for every player. I think uh, I'm very open and honest about that. Um, but in particular, guys like Fultz. Yeah. Um, you know, this he had the 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 weird shoulder issue and and obviously dealt with a lot of of uh, emotional turmoil related to that. You know, the, this guy almost had his career taken away from him before it even started, and now he's just starting to find his footing as an NBA player. And was so exciting to start the season. You know, to tear the ACL, it's a it's a real bummer, but. The good news is that he did sign that extension. So did get paid. Um, you know, at least it didn't affect his money. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's it is like for a guy who's had psychological issues to start his career, it's terrible. <laughs> you know, you finally start to trust yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. You get into a groove and then you have this happen to you. I I have faith that he'll bounce back, but it is just it's just one of those crap like you know, all injuries are crappy. Like it, it's the worst part of yeah. the game, but uh, this one in particular just kind of hits a little bit harder. Well, because I honestly, I don't know a player that is as universally rooted for as Markel Fultz. Yeah. Everyone is rooting for him. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it hurts. Um, but it is an ACL, right? Like, the, it's not it's not 1980 anymore. It doesn't mean yeah. your career is over. So I'm sure he'll be back and and at least close to as explosive and, and fun. Uh, Orlando beat Cleveland. 105-94. Orlando Magic, we got to break them up. They're now 6-2. and two. Uh, <laughs> Dwayne Bacon had 19. Terrence Ross with 20 off the bench. Uh, Colin Sexton kind of tweaked his ankle in this game, so that's something to watch going forward for Cleveland. Uh, they didn't have Garland available in this game uh, due to that right shoulder injury. So, you know, Cleveland kind of scuffling a little bit after st- starting hot, uh, which we should all expect. Yeah, It's a young basketball team. They're not very good. They play hard. They play together. So they're going to win some games, but they're not very good. I'm not surprised that they've dropped to four and four. No, I mean we we could all see this coming. What we were surprised yeah. about is that they were winning. So yeah, and they they've got to develop guys like they need to give a Coro more time. They've got to. I mean, what's what's the ultimate fate of Andre Drummond here? Like Andre Drummond's playing well, contract year Drummond, 19 and 15 tonight. Like what? Like what do you what do you do? Like they just have some guys on this team that you're like like what what's what's going to happen with this guy? I mean, there are teams for sure that could use Drummond. Yeah. One of them is Cleveland, right? Part of the reason why Sexton and Garland look so good is because of Drummond. Sure. Having that competent guy behind them defensively, having a guy who can rebound the way he can, who can pass the way he can, 
and defensively, he's very good up around the nail and 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 guarding into pick and roll. Like he can just do a lot for you. So I, there is a market for him, and I wouldn't be surprised if they wind up moving him. Mm-hmm. But if I'm Cleveland. And I'm just, you know, I'm I'm happy to to just watch my roster start to grow and develop as players. Drummond is going to aid in that growth for your guards. Yeah. Right? Like cuz he's going to allow them to play more. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get pulled when they make mistakes because he can cover for so many of those. So, you know, I I'm probably in the keep Drummond camp. I think Kevin Love is the guy that they really ought to be looking to move. Yeah. Uh Larry Nance to me, uh I don't know if he's a better player than Kevin Love right now. Or, or in general, but I think he is today, like sure. right now, uh, in particular for the way that Cleveland wants to play, getting up and down the court. Um, and, and, you know, let's be honest, Larry Nance's pa- passing is great. He's shooting the three ball pretty well. There's a lot of stuff Larry Nance does that is, you know, that's starter level guy. Like you can close games with Larry Nance Jr. So um, I think that Love is ultimately the guy that they should be looking to move. But Drummond probably has a better market. I mean, absolutely. But he's also he's probably just saying like, just just let me put up stats until free agency. Like, just just keep me here. I mean, that's there are worse ways to do it. I, I guess. I mean, like you could he could go play uh, in obscurity somewhere. I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. The Warriors could always use another center, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Kings beat the Bulls 128-124 uh, quickly on this one. So Kobe White kind of went nuts, 36 points. Uh, that's nice to see. Um, but look, Tyrese Halliburton is a basketball player. Mm-hmm. 17 points in this game. Really, like, the last couple minutes of this game was a Tyrese Halliburton mixtape. Just doing stuff, man. He does He does it all for them. I mean, he's, he's just... An adult basketball player as a rookie, which is strange to say, but he can just come in. He plays really calm and collected. Uh, he's got a, a strange shooting stroke, but it's reliable, and he just continues to impress for the Kings. He had 17 points, seven rebounds, six assists, three of seven from three. Fantastic game for Tyrese Halliburton. Again, I don't know why guys like Halliburton drop every single year. I don't know, man. Right. Sadiq Bay in in Detroit tonight against Milwaukee. He hit six threes. Right. These are NBA players that are ready to contribute today. And somehow these guys drop middle first. Halliburton goes 12. Uh, Bay, he went like 18 or 20. One of those two. I can't remember. But these guys just continue to drop Desmond Bain. And then what do they do? They just come in. They're ready to play, ready to take NBA minutes. And some of these guys are starters. I mean, Tyrese Halliburton is a starter in the NBA today. Mm-hmm. Sadiq Bay might be. Desmond Bain, pretty close. Yeah. And for, for Memphis, he definitely should be. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, Bucks beat the Pistons 130-115, which we should all expect. Not, not to rag on the Pistons, but, you know, they're not very good. Uh, all right, here's a surprise. And maybe it shouldn't be a surprise. If, you, if you've been watching the Jazz lately, they look like crap. Yeah. Well, they got beat by the Knicks, who actually look great. Knicks are now five and three. Tom Thibodeau coaching his butt off. Julius Randle, 30 points, 16 rebounds, seven assists. By the way, if Joel Embiid's the MVP, Julius Randle might be second or third. What is going on? Like what what happened to Julius Randle? Maybe he's MIP. You know, like legitimately he might be MIP. Well, we gotta see this with somebody else because it almost feels like Tom Thibodeau is just like 
juicing his stats or something, <laughs> trying to showcase him for a trade. I mean, it's nuts. Every game he's like 25, 15, and 8. And, and it's just, where did this guy come from? But he looks so confident and comfortable playing out there. The Knicks are fun as hell right now. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I'm I'm waiting for this all to collapse at some point, but it's let's uh let's ride this out as long as we can uh, here. Well, look, they got Austin Rivers, and he just went nuts at the end of this game <laughs> and really took over. And Utah, man, like they look, they've got a really tough schedule. This is the second night of a back to back, and obviously they lost the previous night. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just not playing good basketball right now, all the way around. And I'll start with Rudy. I think Rudy defensively had a couple of lapses in this game. And we, we saw it in the game against Brooklyn and he kind of got schooled a little bit by Jared Allen. I mean, this game, it just seemed like he struggled to provide the lift that he, we know he's able to do for the defense. Wasn't that he was bad. He just wasn't able to elevate everybody else. He's too focused on his screen assists, man. He's, he's trying to pad those screen assist numbers. Well, and what's incredible, the Knicks were, they only hit eight threes in this game. So you can't even say it was an instance where the three-point defense was bad. Mm-hmm. The Knicks only got 22 threes up. Mm-hmm. That, that was it. They only shot 19 free throws, right? Like, this was just plain and simple. They got beat inside. 60 points in the paint. Yeah. The Knicks win by 12. They tough. beat the Jazz by 12 on paint points. That is and I know outrageous. that that sounds so simplistic, but man, if you got Rudy Gobert, you cannot lose the paint point uh, battle. It just can't happen. No, you can't. Uh, also, Donovan Mitchell just has had a, a slow start, to say the least. The only shooting thirty eight percent from the field uh, for Donovan. But he's going to have a lot of people soon asking about how real the bubble was for him. The same yeah. questions people were asking about Jamal Murray coming into the season that it seems like Jamal has answered. Uh, people are going to actually start asking that about Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, there's no doubt. In OKC, they they took him out of the game. I mean, they completely took him out of the game, really, until the last five minutes. And he's going to have to show that he can be consistent throughout a whole season. He's got that in him, but in order for this team to win, he's got to step up. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And in the late game that, uh, you know, wound up being better than than maybe I thought it would be, uh, the Clippers beat the Warriors 108-101. I just want to start with Steph Curry. He left this game um, right at the end of it. He tweaked his ankle, stepped on Patrick Beverly's foot. Hopefully that's not a big deal. Whenever we see Steph do any kind of limping, we all, I think, instantly get that that feeling in our in, our, in the pit of our stomach. Uh, it's awful to see. So hopefully that's not a big deal. Uh, but I do want to talk about him in this game because you know he only put up 13 points. He had 92 in, in the last two games played. Uh, 13 in this, only one of six from three. This was a passive Steph game. He just wasn't out there hunting for his own shot. And the Warriors cannot win games with Steph playing that way. No, and and he had uh, several shots that are just in and out. Like it's 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 not even that like his touch was off. Like it was just everything just wasn't going for him tonight. And so he relied on his teammates. And you know who didn't suck tonight? Andrew Wiggins. No, Andrew Wiggins has been good. He was Not actually super good tonight for I the Warriors. I thought he defended he defended Kawhi really really well and yeah. was aggressive defending him. Uh only picked up one foul. I mean, that's really incredible. I think the, the difference in Wiggins playing with Draymond Green has oh. been night and day to how Wiggins looked in the first two games. It's everybody, right? It's what I said. Look, I said this on Twitter. Draymond is going to yell at these guys until yes. they turn into good players. And and the guys that are like uh, the guys that are responding to it, you see, even Kelly Oubre, who is shooting like absolute dog crap right now, mm-hmm. he still just doesn't quit, right? He was zero of six from three again, and I swear that guy is going to take six more threes in the next game. He will. Uh, yeah. He had, he had a really nice play where he stripped Paul George, got a breakaway dunk, and you can just see like the guy just stays confident and. Those are the types of players that succeed in the NBA. The shot is eventually going to fall for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can see those guys defensively trying to elevate what the, what the, where they're at because Draymond Green is out there. I think this team is going to wind up being okay. Yeah. And, and not just okay. I think, like, they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. That's, I'm ready to say that. Um, they are good enough for that. I saw that in this game tonight. And if Steph Curry can just be the aggressive Steph – then they can actually win some basketball games. Yeah, I mean, they almost won a game where Steph goes 5 of 17, right? Mm-hmm. And you do have Draymond Green out there, and his I mean, his body language the whole time is just telling everybody where to go. I mean, he's directing traffic on both ends, which I think is what they needed. I mean, they really lacked that in the first few games because Steph is not going to be that guy for them. No. You know, Steph is a lead-by-example kind of guy. And when you have Andrew Wiggins and Oubre and Weissman and Pascal and all these guys out there, you need somebody out there telling them exactly what to do. And Draymond's not going to hesitate. And Draymond Green, he's he's a really good player on both ends of the court, but his leadership is what is really going to carry this Warriors team, which sounds cliche, it sounds stupid, but I'm telling you, just go watch these guys because they do. They play with a different confidence. They've played with a different confidence tonight with just him out there and just telling them where to go. And again, Draymond Green, four points, one of, <laughs> one of three from the field. It doesn't matter. 
I mean, that, it doesn't matter. If you have a confident Andrew Wiggins who's not out there wet in the bed because you have Draymond Green backing him, that's a big deal. Yeah, and we, we barely barely even talk about the Clippers. Uh, Clippers looked okay. That's a good basketball team. Yeah. Um, Kawhi Leonard doesn't look all the way right, and he still looks pretty good. Had 21 points. Mm-hmm. Paul George had 21 points. But uh, I expect that the Clippers are going to be looking better as well as the season progresses. Um, Nick Batum, sneaky, best pickup of the offseason oh, in the man. West. Isn't this that is crazy? Yeah. <laughs> he is overqualified, I think, for his role, but it's also the perfect role because they're not counting on him. And every single time he delivers, I mean, he hit like back-to-back corner threes in this game at one point. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, see, that's perfect to be Nick Batum's job. Hang out in the corner, wait for Kawhi or Paul George to hit you, get a bucket. But he also is a good enough passer, good enough ball handler. Uh, he's kind of like the perfect guy for this team. I like that he's starting. Yeah, no, he is the perfect guy for this team because he can do a little bit of everything. He has like no responsibility whatsoever on this squad. And when he can do that, he's he's a good role player. And you can't just go get wings. Like you can't just go find a wing that's competent on both ends that can hit mm-hmm. from everywhere, that can pass. That can, it's like, oh man, like the Clippers, well, they just got him. He also, I think that a little bit of that is like his image, right? He signs a big contract. He has some injury issues the first few years. Yeah. Clearly, uh, maybe had some motivation issues toward the end there. Yes. I mean, you know, you're playing on one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, but this guy is still a pretty decent player. Uh, people let that money thing get in the way. We've seen it with Chris Paul. We've seen it with a lot of guys who get a big payday, and all of a sudden they become a lesser player because they're not putting up LeBron James-like numbers despite getting a contract similar to what LeBron James got. Uh, Batum, at the money he's making, like that is free money for the Clippers. Yeah. Like, literally, it's found money. They got another wing who can knock down corner threes and play make. Uh, the Clippers are looking... Now, they're not playing like it yet, but they're starting to look like a team that really is going to challenge the Lakers, I think. I mean, they have the depth. I mean, Luke Kennard is another really good pickup for them. He's a guy that's going to knock down shots for them. Yeah, I mean, they have, again, they have the talent. The talent is there. Now, when the moment hits them, that's when we're going to know, right? That's when Mm -hmm. we'll know. If they will step up to the moment, and I just... I have a hard time believing Paul George is going to step up to the moment. because oh, I think he's going to step up. I think he's going to step up, I, but I think he's also going to shoot the ball off the side of the back. <laughs> he's going to That's step. going to do it for today's show. <laughs> Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. We got the Athletic NBA show. You guys all know. We got no dunks, the best guys in the business. Plus, we've got all of our team-specific shows, including Down to Dunk, Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, hosted by Andrew Schleck. Uh, go sign up. Go to theathletic.com slash daily ding, $3.99 a month. I am not kidding. If you don't sign up, I'm gonna I'm gonna like find you. I'm gonna go on Twitter and I'm gonna say, oh, okay. You haven't signed up yet. I know you're listening to this show. Quit being a freeloader. Go to theathletic.com slash daily ding, sign up, $3.99 a month. Thank you guys, as always, for waking up with us. We really appreciate it. Andrew, would you like to do the honors? Ding, ding. <laughs>